Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and we are back after a nice little one-month hiatus where I was chasing the last of the summer sun here, but that is a whole nother story. And we've got more important things to talk about with my special guest today, Tony Wilson, the namesake owner, creator of Papa Tony's Hot Sauce. Hello, hello. Hey, Tony, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We're going to get into the October agenda in just a minute, but first I wanted to learn a little bit more about your background and the story of Papa Tony's. I mean, you're relatively new to this business of spicy stuff. Yeah. And you're already on a hot streak of success. Yeah, (laughs) man. Recently named the West Side Emerging Business of the Year by the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce. Let's go back to the beginning. How did the idea for Papa Tony's hot sauce begin? Well, uh, the start of this rocket ride was very like organic. It was not intended to be a business. So I was a school teacher mm-hmm. for about seven years mm-hmm. prior to doing this. I taught sixth grade social studies mm-hmm. and was so burnt out from that that uh, the pandemic literally like kind of ushered this phase of my life where I said, I'm just going to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like at home with my wife and daughter in New Orleans. We were like, all laid off and just like mm-hmm. figuring out what to do. Mm-hmm. So just being super creative. And so we would watch all these cooking shows mm-hmm. just constantly. And we just would cook. Like we'd make different things because all we could do is, is go to the grocery store yeah. and then come back home. <laughs> so we would like go there, get fresh ingredients, come back, cook it, and then post it on Facebook and stuff like that. And just was doing that every day. Mm-hmm. One day randomly, I'm going to the grocery store with my wife, like normal, and I just walk right up to these beautiful orange habaneros, mm-hmm. end up throwing them in a the cart. My wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> So um, we're walking around the store and I'm like, I'm going to make a garlic habanero hot sauce. And she was like, make me a mango habanero. And mm-hmm. I was like, let's make carne asada tacos and blah, blah. So go home, make this hot sauce. And it was delicious. And I just, you know, posted it to Facebook like I did everything. Yeah. And then people started reacting to it and then being like, oh, my God, I love homemade hot sauce. I do that all the time. Or I know people that do it. I love to buy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like, what if I lean into this a little bit? So I said, I'm going to make another batch. Who wants to buy some? People started you know, asking to buy it and like wow. buying the, the next batch. My wife made the logo. We printed them on our home computer, got the stuff on Amazon to bottle and sell, ended up selling 300 bottles in the first month. Wow. And so this was not like you were following some plan or something. It you was ha- no plan. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell people all the time, like when people are aspiring entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. they're like, what's the secret? I said, just do it. Yeah. Right? Like podcasting. Right. Just go buy the equipment. Yeah. Like go buy the mic. Mm-hmm. Set up on your computer, mm-hmm. make a horrible first episode, yes. learn, yeah. or a few then, of them, <laughs> a few of them, and they get better and better and better. Yeah, because literally it was not even a part of the. I never saw myself being a hot sauce guy. Yeah, I loved hot sauce, but we just literally was following, you know, what the universe was taking me and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so then from there we got the opportunity to move here mm-hmm. to Washington because my wife grew up here, okay, and went to Seattle U. And I'm like, but I just started the company. She was like, trust me, this yeah. is going to be the move, not only for, for me and for her career, but for you and what you're trying to do. So I started working at this restaurant because a friend of mine from college was a manager at a restaurant here who did sauces and dips themselves. Okay. So I worked under them in their commissary doing their hot sauces and dips and learning the grocery game and everything like that. Perfect. Like, they thought I was just working. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at what equipment I need. Yeah. I'm looking at what kind of licenses right, I need. Right. Six months into it, I what, eight months into it, I go off on my own. And then- wow. 
been killing it. So That's awesome. Now we're in 50 stores, uh-huh. including all PCCs. We did 16 weekly farmers markets mm-hmm. this year. So I got a staff of people now. I got people who actually like pay their rent with the money that I pay them. And that's awesome. like, I feel like so honored. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel the impact of that, right? Like, right. I, like I have to be on point, right? Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, have good business practices. You yeah. know, I got to treat people right. And I see that, right? I'm not looking at this like, you know, do as I say, you work for me. I'm like, right. no, I'm honored that, you know, we're in this position together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cool. And how did you end up in West Seattle? It was the cheapest place to get an apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, it was like in the pandemic and the bridge was still down. Right. And so we were just like, what can we afford? And mm. so we got an apartment on Avalon. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that brought us to West Seattle. And again, just so happened to realize, like, as we got here, realizing that, like, West Seattle is such a supportive community. Yeah. So it just, again, the universe just put us in the right place. Right. I've, I read somewhere that one of the first places you sold your products was at the Heron's Nest yep. in the Duwamish Green. That was the first... That was the first place here in Washington that I ever sold my hot sauce. Wow. And that's what kind of gave me the bug. What's funny about that story, I tell them all the time, like, I, I really thank them. So, like, I try yearly to do a fundraiser or something like that or, you know, or give money to them or whatever. Because I don't remember how I got connected with them, but I just ended up signing up for this market. I just showed up. I didn't have a table. I didn't have a tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just showed up with four boxes of hot sauce. <laughs> And my family. Uh-huh. And they, they accommodated me. They found me a table. They got me inside so I didn't have to like get rained on and everything. Yeah. And we sold out of everything. Wow. And so then I remember I took my family out to eat with that money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was like a different type of energy, right? Yeah. Taking something that I created, mm-hmm. my brainchild, put it you know, into the marketplace, sold it, and now we're eating our, this nice dinner wow. of this. That was a whole different yeah. Like God. once you feel that energy, it's like you can't you can't see anything else. Yeah, that must have felt really, really good. There are a lot of hot sauces out there. Yeah. I mean, to what do you attribute your breakout success? Why are people loving Papa Tony's hot sauce? Well, I mean, they love the they love the story behind it. Don't get it twisted. Like mm-hmm. they definitely love like the energy that like because my whole family's involved. Like mm-hmm. my mom works for me at the markets. My wife and daughter are very heavily entwined into it. They love that. But it's a great product too. Yeah. Right. It's it's very flavorful. The thing in the hot sauce community is it's either a lot of heat, no flavor, or a lot of flavor, no heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we have like literally made the perfect balance of that where it's a ton of like really good flavor mm-hmm. and then it's also spicy. So, but we have a range of it too, where it's like there's some of the more mediums and then there's like the hot hots. Right. But either way, go, everything is super flavorful. It's like fresh ingredients. There's no artificial preservatives. So you're being kind to the environment, mm-hmm. and, you know, in your body and, and stuff like that with it. And the best compliment I ever got about my hot sauce was somebody said it's it makes food fun. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it really does. Like when you eat it, like even when you just put on a chip, you're just yeah. like, whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all need some more fun in our lives too, I think. You've become kind of a local celebrity here in West Seattle <laughs> with your breakout success. Is there another celebrity that you would love to share your hot sauce with? Like Gordon Ramsay for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was a lot of his shows I was watching when okay. I was like getting my chops and cooking uh-huh. and everything like that. I just like would be, we would binge watch a lot of <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. So I would, you know, I really want to, my dream really would be to like be on one of these shows and like I have, you know, Gordon Ramsay or some other like big time chef come out and like just interact with me in the product. Yeah. Have you ever looked into that, into trying to get into, I mean, I know you're super busy and this is all relatively new, but 
I mean, like my husband and I are super into Chopped. You know, we want that's our yeah, yeah. go-to one, and and a lot of times we watch that, and I'm like, what were they thinking? I mean, don't they even <laughs> watch this show? Like, you should never start your dessert, you know, with 15 minutes left. But so you've watched a bunch of them. I mean, that you'd love to be on his show. Have you? Do you think you ever might like audition or try out for any of these things? I want to let it kind of happen naturally. Like, uh-huh. I kind of want to be on the thing where they like want me on because my name has gotten so big that gotcha. they're like, you know, more of a colleague type right. of vibe versus like being a contestant. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I see it mm-hmm. kind of being. Yeah. I like Especially that. where things are going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, like I, I like I talk to my life coach about this all the time. We are so, you know, uh, thankful for this opportunity mm-hmm. here because we didn't even plan to be here. So we are very appreciative and honored and going to respect, you know, the whole landscape of what we're doing because we weren't even, you know, we technically weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? And and we've been so thankful or we've been so lucky to get so many people behind our product that respect our product, that love our product, that also just love our story, that Mm -hmm. literally just, you know, seek us out to give us opportunities and put us on other platforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they taste the product, they hear the story, then they seek me out and like, hey, I want to introduce you to this person mm-hmm. and help you with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like something that really you, it makes, it's very touching to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure it's just a matter of moments before people are knocking on your door, wanting to put you on TV for yeah. <laughs> a variety <laughs> of different reasons. All right, cool. Well, let's jump into the October agenda for the month, powered by the West Seattle blog. You can find more information about all these events that we're going to talk about and more in our show notes on pretty much every podcast platform that we're on and also on the West Seattle blog where most of this information comes from. And also while you're checking out our show notes on your podcast player of choice, be sure that you're following or subscribe to Always West Seattle so you don't miss out on future episodes. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook for more content and connections. Okay, the October agenda, Sunday, October 1st, and every Sunday, of course, is the West Seattle Farmers Market in the Alaska Junction Tony, how big of a role did the farmer's market play in building your business? Oh, huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely huge. I think of it like a kind of an incubator system, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, this is like the first level, you know what I mean? And then I can go to another tier. It's been instrumental. Like it literally made it so that I could go and like be, it was able to quit my job to be able to make money. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like we could, when I was, when I quit my job, I decided like, oh, I can do four or five farmer's markets a week, one a day. And then that will make enough money to pay bills and Right. To buy more product and continue to invest into the uh, business. And so also to, to develop that fan base as well. Right. So it's been huge in that aspect. Another aspect, too, is you're getting that like those those eyeballs on your product mm-hmm. every day. So it's also marketing. Then another thing, too, is I've gotten a lot of stores out of that. Hmm. So people are walking through with their with their uh, significant others, and they are the buyer for Ken's Market gotcha. or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we want to pick you up. Another thing was like the new store soiree mm-hmm. here in West Seattle. Yeah. I met the owners. I met them at the West Seattle Farmer's Market. Oh, wow. They sampled the product. They bought a couple bottles. And uh-huh. then they emailed me. It was like, hey, we want to pick you up. We're opening up a new shop. Right. So, you I mean, it's like literally, it's so, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Uh, I have another podcast called Field to Fork with uh, my co-host Becky Selengut, and that's about stories about from the Puget Sound food scene from farmers to fine dining. And I recently did an episode with uh, Forget Me Not Ice Cream Sandwiches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there at all the farmers markets. And she yep. was talking about how also the farmers market inspires flavors and, and directions. Did, the, did that ever happen yes. to you? Yes. Yep. 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 It's funny because I just got 
a um, box of jalapenos from uh, Alvarez Farms. Mm-hmm. And I had had this idea in a tuck a year ago for this green salsa that mm-hmm. I was going to make for Papa Tony's. But, you know, like I, my wife tells me, like, you know, hey, put the brakes on it. You don't need to come out with a new sauce every month. So I just, like, put it to the back. But they had this beautiful box of jalapenos, and I just bought them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that into production now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is that inspiring thing. You see what people are growing. You see right. things are seasonal. And then you're like, oh, I could use this. I can incorporate this. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it's just a way, too, to d- develop those relationships where right. now I'm using fresh ingredients from other farmers, right? Mm-hmm. And so the best part about it is I feel like we're just this community where everybody's kind of passing money around and we're yeah. all, like, supporting and feeding our families off of the strength of each other. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really common for the cider person next to me to be like, hey, look, you just had this cider. Now look, go get this hot sauce. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I love that about our local food community and economy. Moving on, Tuesday, October 3rd, and every Tuesday is Girls' Night at the Clay Cauldron, 630 to 9, guided projects offered, or work on your own projects. Visit theclaycauldron.com for more information Tony, where and how do you mix up your hot sauces? Is there a cauldron involved? <laughs> it was a big 80-quart pot that okay. I used. Yeah, so uh, one of the things about it is I don't use co-packers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of sauces do that. They go to a facility that has all the big equipment and everything, which is cool, you know, good for them. But I still do everything handmade. Wow. Like it started in my kitchen in mm-hmm. New Orleans. And we're now in a commercial kitchen right. with all the licenses and stuff. Sure. <laughs> but um, we still do everything. You wow. know what I mean? So, yeah, we have this big 80-quart pot, and we put everything in there. We still source all our products, our ingredients and stuff, mm-hmm. put it all in there, cook it up, and then I got this big immersion blender, like 21-inch immersion blender, and we blend it all up, get wow. it smooth, and then we actually bottle it. Are there any extra precautions that you have to take when working with all the spicy stuff? It's It gets crazy in yeah. there. You got to wear, like, you know, a lot of times wear, like, a little, like, goggles for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. it gets really in your eyes. Yeah. If you can put a mask on, I'm so used to it that like it just doesn't even bother me. Oh, really? But like staff, they have to wear like goggles and like right. masks. Yeah, but you're you're Superman. You're just numb <laughs> to this spice. <laughs> October third from seven to eight p.m. The City Council District One debate at South Seattle Community College at Brocky Center, and then October fifth. There's a town hall with the City Council District One candidates at the Admiral Church from the Harbor Alki Neighbors Group. Tony, which of your products would you say is the front runner in terms of popularity? The mango habanero. Yeah. Yeah. But only by a few hundred bottles, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, we've done 20,000 bottles nationwide since we started. Wow. But only by a few hundred is the mango. They all actually sell really well. Yeah. I even got one that's got strawberry. It's strawberry and scorpion mm-hmm. peppers. Believe it or not, it sells really well, too. Awesome. It just really depends on the event. It depends on the weekend. How right. How people are feeling. There's some weekends where the Caribbean style one sells out that weekend, and then we have a tons of garlic. It just literally just is a toss-up. Cool. Well, if you haven't tried the mango one, that's the one that you need to check out. October 4th, there's an online event preparing for the October 14th solar eclipse viewing with Alice Enelvoldson at Westcrest Park. Alice does a lot of these solstice events at Westcrest Park, and you'll want to check out the October 4th online event to prepare for how to view the solar eclipse that happens October 14th. More information in our show notes and West Seattle blog about all of that. Tony, in, in building your business, was there any major aha moment that you've just felt like, I can see clearly now, like this is it, and here we go? 
I think when it, I think it was that time at the Heron's Nest, mm-hmm. right? Because before then, I really didn't know. I mean, I knew I had a good thing there, yeah. But I was like, I don't know how to sell this. Like, right. I don't know what the platform would be to sell it. So I was like doing my e-commerce thing and trying to like offer little deals to get on a website, and yeah. you know, I was getting pretty decent sales and stuff like that. But it wasn't nothing to really call it like a career like yeah. it is now. But then, when the moment I was able to like make that money, um, then. And then I started like finding other markets and stuff like that. It started to be like, wow, this is really how I can do mm-hmm. this. I like, and I remember when I like first quit my job and it was crazy because that was the first time where I'm like, I'm not getting the paycheck in two weeks. Yeah. Right. And that was the first time in 10, 11, 12 years that mm-hmm. that has been that way. Always had a job. Yeah. And so it was like, this is going to be such a weird transition. <laughs> so that month was so weird of being like, what is, how do you pay your bills? Yeah. Because right? you're used to getting right. everything is structured around that two week structure, right? Yeah. Or whatever it is that, that your structure is. So having to create that structure. Yes. And then once I did it, I was like, oh, yeah, you couldn't pay me to go to another job. Right. You right. There's like a no amount of money that could make me go work <laughs> with somebody right now. Yeah. I've been a freelance work at home independent creator for quite a few decades now. And it it was definitely a shift, you know, but it's all I found that like income, you know, it's like relative, you know, when you when you're making that steady paycheck, I found that I didn't appreciate my income as much as I do when it's like, you know, it's here and there, and then it's not there. And so I learned that's how I learned to budget. I also learned how if I'm not working, like, don't totally panic, you know, like take uh, a moment to just sort of like, okay, I'm going to do something nice for myself. And obviously, I'm going to try and get back to work. But yep. but it is, yeah, once it's it's kind of hard to, to imagine going back to some desk job. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, you, you said it right, too. What I've had to do is like, again, trust the process, right? Mm-hmm. Being like, like, for example, September has been low technically on sales for the markets. Everybody's suffering in the markets. But I got wholesale. So what's crazy is like, I'm not panicking. Like every week I'm like, you know, I signed up to be at these markets. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I told these staff members they're going to get these hours. So I'm not going to stress. Right. But so what I did was like, well, I'm going to do demos in my stores. Mm. And so now my income has like, it's, I have not taken a loss this month because I've been getting reorders on my wholesale. Yeah. Right. So the, it always like balances itself out. So you don't ever have to like sit and panic and be like, oh my God, this is low. So blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. you just figure out different areas to kind of like you know supplement that income mm-hmm. you know what i mean all within that yeah and i feel like the the lesson that maybe you took away from your the heron's nest experience is is show up like show that'll up. be the title of your you know multi-million dollar <laughs> ticket to success sell autobiography show up by papa tony <laughs> that's that's dope actually that's really dope because yeah that's it just being being present yeah right like that's been the ticket to success is literally being at all these events, like mm-hmm. folks literally know Papa Tony's gonna be here. Yeah. Or they know that they're gonna see that sign and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, oh, Papa Tony's right there. Yeah. They just being there so folks can be able to have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, again, just really appreciating the fact that you're there. Right. You're lucky to be there. Totally. Right? I could be at somebody's job right now, but mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. So, like, um, I tell everybody, Give them samples, right? Give everybody samples. Don't pressure anybody to buy Mm -hmm. because some people just want a sample. They may not have the money or whatever it is. Have that conversation with them. Give them 20 samples if that's what they want (laughs) because down the line, they're going to remember that. And there Mm -hmm. are people that have come and tried to give me their last $2, Mm. you know what I mean? Because they remember a year ago when they saw me out here working and I gave them sample after sample and they're like, 
don't have no money, but they're trying to give me their two dollars. But no, yeah. just take that. This yeah. is yours. You know wow. what I mean? Wow, that's a great story. October fifth, uh, from eight to eleven, it's all vinyl DJ night at the Revelry Room in the Junction. It's called Thursday Throwdown. So I'm assuming that happens every Thursday. Rare eclectic grooves are the evening soundtrack curated by some of Seattle's top collectors and DJs. Revelry Room is pretty awesome. Tony, if you had to tell the story of Papa Tony's Hot Sauce or your own story through music, what kind of music would it be or what songs come to mind? It's really hard to think about an exactly a song. It, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> going to fly now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be more like in the tune of like a sports movie mm-hmm. rather than a song. You gotcha. know what I mean? It just like, I don't know. Like I, I worked very hard. Yeah. Like my whole life, I worked very, very hard. And um, I remember it was ten years ago. I was at this job, and it was in New Orleans, and I was so just not happy with it. And I told myself and my family, we don't come from a background of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I gotta go out here and learn to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So as on top of working, I was like flying to London. I was doing music and performing, and I'm like you know, volunteering my time to be in these buildings with like record labels and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm not making no money. Like yeah. my mom is sending me money to like, so I could eat, and get mm-hmm. on the tube and you know what I mean? Like, but I had to learn, like I had yeah. to learn these skills and nobody, they, they just thought I was crazy. They <laughs> thought I was like unstable because they're like, why does he not like, why does he keep doing this? He's not making money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to learn this. Stuff, yeah. Right. That stuff is priceless. Right. And then now looking at how everything has come together and I'm using all those skills mm. that I learned it all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> and does. My mom was like, she's like, she's like, you know, there was times I was worried, but I kind of knew you had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've become kind of a rock star in the hot sauce world. That's what I'm so. saying. <laughs> October 7th from 11 to 7 p.m., it's Oktoberfest at the Highland Park Corner Store. They are back for their third annual Oktoberfest with pretzels, local beers, fun and games, a tent in the parking lot, kiddo and pup-friendly Tony, is there a particular kind of beer or food that pairs particularly well with your products? Um, so one of my favorite things to do, because I love Mexican food, is mm-hmm. I take the uh, garlics and I put them in uh, sour cream mm-hmm. and then make a crema with it. That's really delicious mm-hmm. to do. Put it over your enchiladas or mm-hmm. dip your quesadilla in it. Yeah. Um, the mango is really good with like catfish. Mm. Another thing to do is put it in a tartar sauce. Uh-huh. And then dip your oh, and chip, fish that's and a great idea. That. Yeah. So yeah, that just it's oh, it's just so good with food. I would say with the Caribbean, it's good with like steak or roasted vegetables. Strawberry one, the scorpion is good with chicken tacos. Okay. All right. Got some eating to do. Yeah. <laughs> October fifteenth from two to five, it's the Fauntleroy Fall Festival at the Fauntleroy Church the Fauntleroy Schoolhouse and the Hall at Fauntleroy. October 21st, 7 p.m., get ready to rock with Bexley at Easy Street Records. After an epic UK tour, they are back and ready to blow your mind with their new single release. Kind of following up on the food question, Easy Street is one of West Seattle's most popular breakfast spots, and I was wondering which of your hot sauces do you think goes best with eggs? I usually go with the garlic or the ghostly garlic, mm-hmm. but a lot of people say the mango habanero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we just did some um, breakfast burritos at the house, and the mango is really good on those. Yeah, that sounds like it would be a good combo. And I'm I'm sure it hasn't been all easy street for you building your business into a success. What have been some of the biggest challenges? 
Um, I mean, up until this whole time, I've been uh, bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So that's taking the money you make and reinvesting. Yep. So that comes with challenges because yeah. you can't grow faster. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of tame your ego or tame your wants a little bit and just mm-hmm. like say, I can do what I can do. And yeah. So that's a part of it where it's like you want to do so much, but you have to be like very, you got to be modest, a little more modest right. with your goals and wants. Yeah. But I felt like I did pretty good at it. So then, you know, then also it's like finding just the right vendors for like what you're trying to, you know, for your products. Yeah. So that's with the bottles. You know, I found a local bottle place with specialty bottles. So I've been using them. But before that, it was like having to go to a place in Florida and mm. then they ship it and then your thing gets broken and you got a market that you got to <laughs> do next week. And also like figuring out how much product to make each time. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing it all by myself. Mm. So there's just a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of challenges. Yeah. And you're gonna even though like it it's been a rocket ride for me it's yeah. still been some some definite challenges right and, you know some mistakes made yeah i mean when even you're chasing a dream but you have to be realistic that's it <laughs> that's it october 22nd salmon drumming to all co-host spawners in fauntleroy creek that uh is at 4 p.m on lower fauntleroy creek a drum beat will guide you down a long driveway uh bring a drum of any kind or just yourself heavy rain will cancel this event what about salmon are there any of your hot sauces that you think would pair well with that particular fish the mango or the caribbean mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. do you do a lot of cooking yourself oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm the i'm the cook of the house okay yeah yeah what what are some of your greatest hits so okay so i just bought this new uh blackstone griddle mm-hmm. are you familiar with it no it's it's like this 36 inch it's like the the griddles the, oh like, the like, a, like a pl- little plancha sort of thing or it's something? like a flat top okay yeah 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 man i've been going crazy with that <laughs> so i've done smash burgers with mm. that philly cheesesteaks like we've done the breakfast is like crazy yeah you can make your whole breakfast platter on that thing nice but yeah yeah my some of my best things are so i got i do this really good spaghetti bolognese mm. so i got this recipe from watching these two old ladies in italy uh-huh they're in the country in italy and they made the spaghetti bolognese and it's just fire and so <laughs> like i just took that recipe kind of made it my own and like awesome yeah that sounds good and then last but not least, of course, we get at the end of October into Halloween time, Saturday, October 28th, 4 to 8 p.m. It's Trail or Treat at Camp Long. It's a fun for the whole family sort of thing with nature-themed programming at various locations throughout the park. And then the West Seattle Junction trick-or-treating is Sunday, October 29th from 11 to 2, starting with an 11 a.m. costume parade lined up at the Junction Plaza Park. Your ghostly garlic hot sauce is made with ghost peppers. Would you say it's your scariest hot sauce? None of them are scary. <laughs> I, I got to say that all the time at the farmer's markets because mm-hmm. people are like, like I'm using super hots, right? right? That's what they're called, the super hots. Everyone in my thing is a super hot. But the lemon and lime juice blend that we put in there, it tames it a bit and it balances everything out. So none of they're all spicy. Yeah. None of them are like devil spit or reaper reaper killer whatever (laughs) it's none of that you you get flavor but you get you know just the right amount of heat to like make you feel good inside cool and uh i should also point out that ghostly garlic is available as a rub do you know if it also works as a vampire prevention device (laughs) if you rub it on your neck i would not 
put that anywhere near your face because <laughs> that stuff has it has ghost pepper powder in it. Oh, okay. So when I actually am mixing those up, like uh-huh. I gotta like wear complete cover Hazmat. gear because it will get in your eyes. Okay, like it's bad. Okay, that's good to know. Vampires, humans, everyone, keep yeah. keep that keep away from that. Yeah, the rubs are very um popular too so we have the garlic habanero rub and we have the ghostly garlic rub Mm -hmm. so like i said that's habanero powder and then ghost pepper powder it's basically a complete seasoning i came up with the idea because whenever i make food i put like seven seasonings on things so Mm -hmm. i was like i'm just gonna put all this in one Mm -hmm. and also if you go to highland park corner store and get their new ice cream Mm. i made especially for them like only like created this for Highland Park Corner Store. It's a mango habanero spice dust that goes on top of the ice cream. Oh, wow. You can't find that anywhere. You can't find that at my kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's get up there real soon. Well, that's awesome. I've got a lot of eating on my agenda for October, and it all sounds pretty good. For more info on all these October events and more, look again to at our show notes that you'll find on your podcast player and on West Seattle blog. Thanks for their amazing event calendar for powering this episode. And thank you, Tony Wilson, for joining us today. And congratulations on your huge breakout success with Papa Tony's Hot Sauce. Can't wait to see you just continue to flourish here in the community and beyond. Hello, TV people. (laughs) I'm ready for you. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you for having me. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please share this episode with your neighbors, friends, colleagues, pets. And it would really, really help us out a lot if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We would also love it if you posted about us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is Always Podcast. And feel free to drop us a line in one of those social platforms if there's a story that you think that we should cover. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.